0: prayer. Heavenly Father, once again on this 10th day of Christmas, we, are, we come together on this your day thankful that not only we can gather, but we can hear your voice through your word. And we pray that you would do it again, Lord, as you have so faithfully had all these centuries among your people. And that the consolation that Simeon met would be ours this day. Now think our thoughts, Lord, that my words be yours. Take our wills and bend them to your own and take each and every one of our hearts and set them on fire with love for you and for your son, Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Well, I trust you and yours had a wonderful, I hope, restful Christmas time and season. We continue to worship And celebrate Christmas as we go into the new year as Anglican Christians. Why? Because we're anticipating the wise men coming on Wednesday. You know, 12 days of Christmas, the fullness of God coming. And we will be doing that on Wednesday. invite you to come to the 1030 service on Wednesday morning. We'd love to have you. And so it's just a great, great celebration. And I pray that Christmas, we've had a tough year but you would know the joy and the peace that surpasses all understanding during this Christmas time. We had a phenomenal Christmas. It was the quietest Christmas Eve Kimmy and I have ever had because the kids weren't around, but Christmas night came along, and we went from zero to 100 in 5.5 seconds. And it was a glorious celebration, and it's nothing like having grandgirls in the house and the wonder of Christmas with a two-and-a-half-year-old. And And Idabel is just entering into that sweet stage of life, you know, and she's learning to talk. Ben comes out of the bathroom, and she says to him, Uncle Ben, go pee in the potty, and you get a unicorn sticker, you know? And he was like, okay, all right. And so that's what we told one another all Christmas. You know, hey, go pee in the potty. You get a unicorn hook- hook- sticker. Where's my sticker? Um, it, was, it was quite fun. And just to watch her open up her presents, the, the child. And those of you with grandchildren, you know what this is like. And you remember from your child-rearing days, just the wonder. I would open up a present and would say, wow, that's amazing. You know, you know, and she kept doing that over and over. It was it's just great. And so Merry Christmas, my friends, and Happy New Year to you and yours. And so we arrive in today's passage in the lectionary to Luke chapter 2, where on this the second Sunday of Christmas, we discover Simeon longing for the consolation of Israel, longing for the consolation to be consoled by the Lord. That's who God is. That's what he does. He brings comfort to his people. He listens well, as a good consoler does for each and every one of us. Simeon, verse 25, was righteous and devout, and he longed for the consolation of Israel. Because receiving Jesus is not merely just being forgiven of our sins, although we are. And a rescue from sin and judgment. According to Luke, he's also a consolation to us. Which we all need. Amen? And so because of that, what we discover in Simeon is why we need it. Two, where it's found. And three, how do we get it? All right, Why we need it, where it's found, and how do we get it? So let's look at this. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, because we're going to do some flipping here today and other passages. But you can also find it if you're a guest today in the back of your bulletin or on any device you might have. ESV Bible. Okay. First of all, why it's needed. Well, first you need to understand this passage, Israel's history at this point. Since the fall and the divided kingdom after David's life, uh, this, is, this has been Israel's story from the Assyrian invasion to the Babylonian invasion to the Persian invasion <laughs> through the Greek invasion and now to the Roman occupation now for the better part of 400 years. Israel being where it's geographically located is on the way to the Middle East and it's on the way up to Asia. So whatever conquering empire wants to do, they got to go through Israel to get their job done to conquer. And so therefore, Israel is under brutal foreign rule. And it left people like Simeon longing for consolation from God. Just like 2020 has left us longing for consolation from God. What we have here in the Bible is a God who desires and indeed does give his people such consolation. If you flip back with me to Isaiah chapter 40, you will see that God, this is a characteristic that God does for his people. He says in Isaiah 40, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is pardoned. That's who God is, my friends. God is a God who comes and comforts his people. Because in Isaiah verse 40, the comfort that is needed is often because it's their fault. (laughs) They've created the mess. The misery actually in Isaiah 40 is the outworking of the sin that's in their lives. They've been disobedient to God as a people, and therefore, generations, they've lived their lives their way. And basically, what God has done is he's taken his hands off. Okay, you want to live without me? I won't live with you. This is what it's like to live without God's presence. And so they were living in their own mess. And quite frankly, isn't that the same for us? You know, you got to be careful here. Not all our suffering and sorrow is due to our sin. And Jesus warns us against being that Christian guy. And it says, well, you know, they, they, this happened to them because. No, Jesus warns us against that in John chapter 9. But, but let's also be honest. <laughs> Much of our suffering can be because we're not walking with the Lord as we know we should. And it's the frequently the outworking of sin in our life because sin always takes us further than we intended. And sin always promises far more, uh, gives us far more grief and far less joy than was promised. And so it brings about consequences that is not just necessarily for the moment, but can last a lifetime. And so there's consolation from God for you, even in that. What, what Simeon is doing here in Luke chapter 2, he's longing for the consolation of Israel. Even for the suffering that... We didn't choose for ourselves, but even the suffering that we did. Consolation is even for guilty sufferers. And Simeon had been waiting a long, long time. So that's why we need it. Because in one sense, we're all guilty before God. And then Simeon shows us where to find it. If you were to ask, let's look at the where you find it. If you look and you ask, where do you find consolation? Oh, good citizen of Jerusalem. They would have told you, well, I'll tell you, what. Well, we'll find it. We'll find it as soon as these Romans leave. As soon as we can get these, this Romans occupation out of here, then we'll be consoled. Then we can set up uh, the, the Star of David flag and fly it high. And everything will be just awesome from that point on. Well, we do that too, right? We do. We think consolation would reverse our situation, whatever it might be. Our financial burdens, our political burdens, the pandemic burdens that we have. uh, Broken relationships restored. It would be a reversal of my health. So the question then becomes where do you look for consolation? Do you binge Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, food, drink, relationships, social media? Now, these aren't necessarily bad things, okay? Kimmy and I binge some Netflix over the last few days, and it was quite enjoyable. But if that's where I'm looking for consolation, ultimately, it it soon dissipates and is never truly satisfying. It's not enough to heal the wound of my soul of the problems that I really feel. And we can't buy, shop, drink, or eat our way out of this. I don't know if you knew this, but online pornography use skyrocketed during the pandemic. The number one porn site made all their platforms free in order to hook people in. And they did. Millions of people turned to it and find absolutely no consolation. And in finding no consolation have caused untold suffering to many who participate in it. Pornography drives abuse, drives human trafficking, drives exploitation. In our participation in it, we will find no consolation and yet we produce a greater need for consolation for those who are involved with it. In an effort to be rid of our misery, We create misery in others. (laughs) You see, that's why sin is never in private. We think, oh, it's only just hurting me. No, no. That's not true. It's a Genesis 3 principle. We never sin in private. It always affects other people. So therefore, my friends, no matter what we look for our consolation, it affects us. For days and weeks and months, perhaps years, decades. But that's not where Simeon was looking for. Simeon was looking for it in the Lord's Christ. Did you catch that? All right. Verse 26 of chapter 2 And it had been revealed to Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Lord's anointed one, the Messiah. Holy Spirit showed him. So he hung around the temple so that he would know and prayed, Lord, show me. And so there he is in verse twenty six, he's waiting, and then in verse twenty eight he sees Jesus, and he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared for in the presence of all peoples a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. We pray that every night at Compline, my friends. It's part of our tradition. See, Simeon only had one item on his bucket list. Okay, you know how I hate bucket lists, right? You know, I hate them because you don't need them in Christ. We're going to see a better, Grand. if you don't ever see the Grand Canyon, that's all right. It's going to be better in the new earth. It's going to be awesome. If you don't get there, don't worry about it. It's not a bad thing to go to the Grand Canyon. I'm just using that as an example. It's not a sin. But people create these stupid bucket lists. Man, it just takes away from our priorities as followers of Christ. And Simeon had one item on his bucket list to see Jesus. But we pour ourselves with great anxiety. It is a real psychological condition called the fear of missing out FOMO all right you hear our young people say that all right that they have great anxiety over not being able to do this or what their peers are doing and what have you and it's a real psychological problem brothers and sisters the antidote to FOMO Simeon is showing us is a relationship with Jesus Christ <laughs> to take wonder and awe At this Savior. The antidote to FOMO is Christmas. It's good news. That's where we find consolation. Last, how do we get it? How do we receive it? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, Jesus comes as a weak, humble infant and laid in a manger. He comes into the world... As a vulnerable baby, and he basically dies on a vulnerable death weak and Jesus shows us that the way to strength is through weakness. but as we surrender and we ourselves admit to that there 's great transforming power next you notice he's he 's born into poverty absolute poverty he 's got nothing you know his parents verse twenty four Offered a sacrifice, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. You know they were supposed to offer a lamb, right? They should have offered a lamb, but because God is grace, he gives those who are poor a chance. They can buy a couple turtle doves because they don't cost anything. It's it's no big deal. They can bring doves, and they did. Jesus had nothing. He was born into poverty, and he would die naked. And Paul reminds us, though he was rich, became poor, so that in him we might become rich. That's how we receive his consolation. We receive it humbly, recognizing that before him we're weak and we have nothing. We're impoverished. We have nothing good within us. And that's hard. <laughs> that's hard, right? Our instincts tell us that we're stronger than we really are. And we want to earn it. And we're suburban people. Most of us have a higher form of education. You know, we got this. We're good. You know, the first thing we don't do when we're in trouble, we don't pray. We say, I can, I'll can. try it. I'll do it first. Thank you very much, Lord. No, go to the Lord in prayer. He's trying to teach us that our resources aren't enough. And when it comes to a walk with God... Every single one of us are utterly weak, utterly poor. There's nothing in us on our own. We have no capacity to find God or to please God, and we have to admit that. We come to him empty. Well, how do we do this? Like a child. Like a little child. As you watched your grandchildren open up their Christmas presents, did you watch them? Wow, this is amazing. It's the 20th present. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> it never gets old looking at Jesus because he's amazing and his grace is amazing to you and me. Nothing is in my spiritual pockets as I approach Jesus and I approach him like a child and he doesn't give me a unicorn sticker he gives me eternal life and an abundant life that no matter what we're going through, He's my consolation. That's the beauty, isn't it? He's our Savior. He's God with us, our Savior and King, and our consolation. My friends, we we will never stop needing His consolation until He takes us home. It just all you have to do is watch the news. You'll you'll get that real fast. And Christmas reminds us that that sometimes we venture off into having a lack of inner peace. We We have guilt for not following the Lord, maybe as we should. We have anxiety and FOMO and we have depression. No. Look at Jesus. Surrender fully to Jesus. He will give you. His great consolation. He desires to give you that great consolation. And in Jesus Christ, we can receive it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful once again that you offer this consolation. You come to us. And I pray that you would help us not to look anywhere else. Not in Netflix or in drink or in food or in all the false glories of this world, Lord, we would look to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And in so looking, we would find. We recognize that we need it. And so, Lord, we come to you this day that we would walk in the confidence that you give it. And like Simeon, Lord, you, you can just take us home because we've seen your salvation. And it's good news for the church And it's good news for the world as we seek to go take this good news wherever we're found. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.